She had a heart murmur. She had strep B in her scalp. She had sleep apnea. She had seizures too. So she was in la-la land there for a long time. So then, you know, at that time when I was watching her, I was thinking, oh, this poor child's not going to be able to do anything. Even at three, expectations for Emily were pretty dismal. She couldn't walk, she couldn't talk, and she had serious hearing difficulties. She was able to learn a few words in sign language, but because of her cerebral palsy, it was often hard to tell what she was saying. When she entered Randolph County's preschool for children with special needs, Emily was assessed by the head of special education, Joe Super. I can remember looking at her, and forgive me, but I didn't think that the prognosis was very good. Uh, I didn't think she'd ever be able to walk on her own, and I seriously questioned cognitively what she would be able to do. I guess if you wanted to start at a, at a starting point on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say Emily at that time was probably a 1 or a 2. Certainly during her first year at preschool, no one expected she would ever achieve much academically or be able to communicate beyond simple messages. But the following summer, speech therapist Bobby Tromboli began to visit Emily at home. Observing her with her mother, Bobby suspected Emily might be more capable than the professionals thought. She was able to tell her mother things that when her mother wasn't even present at events, she could go home and tell her mother through gesture and imitation, things that her mother would have never known because she hadn't seen it, but Emily could communicate. That was my first big indicator that Emily's inner language skills or her receptive language skills were much higher than her expressive, and that led me to believe that she probably was a good candidate for some kind of device that we could program that could actually speak for her. Emily's first portable talker had three or four choices. She could press a large button on a little radio-like device, and a computerized voice would say, yes, or no, or I want to go to the bathroom. It began to open up Emily's world. It gave her a voice to express her desires and show her stuff. At six, she even started to walk. Today, Emily is in a class of hearing-impaired students at Midland Elementary School in Elkins. Computers that speak to her and for her are an everyday part of her education. Rather than three or four choices, now she can say thousands of different things using the computer. Okay, Emily, I want your first word that you type. I would like you to type red, one of your spelling words. Red. When teacher Pam Roberts says a word, Emily types it on a standard keyboard, then runs her right index finger across the word on the screen, and the computer says it. Every week, she's tested on five spelling words. Third word is sure. Raise your hand if you're sure. It's a toughie, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. Tough word, yeah. Between the computers for her lessons and ones that talk for her, Emily uses more sophisticated technology than any other child in the county. Okay, Emily, can you go to the spelling page, please? I can spell my spelling words. And spell Emily. Emily. Good job. Good job. 
For most lessons, Emily has a Pegasus Lite Tough Talker, which is programmed by her longtime teacher, Donna Simmons. Half the size of a laptop, it's got nearly 300 pages of stories and lessons. In the early days, Donna didn't think Emily would be able to read in the conventional way. She programmed every lesson using only pictures and symbols. Sometimes it took 90 minutes. The symbols are basically pictures of whatever it is. If it's a cat, it's a picture of a cat. Now for words like the and is, they have certain symbols. The is like a sideways triangle. Is is, is an equal mark. And Emily just had to learn those on her own. But one day, something finally clicked. As Emily watched Donna program a story from a book, she was able to associate the words on the page with symbols and pictures she already knew. I was doing noun, verb, adjective, second noun, in the same order that it was reading. I knew that Emily was actually reading because she would look at the book and then find the symbol on her computer.